The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. That's parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. If the quest for greatness leaves me bruised, beaten in battle on a hunt to improve, no gimmies, no warm-ups, no step-asides, no guys, name a road. As hard as mine. There isn't anyone I know that's more dedicated to the sport than him. My destiny is mine alone. Shaped by choices only I can own. So as the night fades into a new dawn, I arise from the ashes anew and reborn. I'm joined by Robert Hellanius. First of all, how was that being weighed up in up there? Very good. Uh, I got under his skin. He, he got angry, so I'm good. Can you reveal what was said up there? Nothing important. It was uh, suggested... He wanted to fight me back there, yeah. I was just about to say that. He was, Eddie Hearn suggested that he said, why don't we have it now? Yeah. Um, why do you think Anthony Joshua said that? Uh, I think Eddie Hearn uh, says what he has to say. I don't think he has an own thought in his head. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. You are listening to the fight show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, breaking down the fight between Anthony Joshua and Robert Hellanius. Now, you would have noticed at the top of the show, we had no promo for this fight. We had no little promo package that we normally put in at the front of the fight show. That's because Robert Hellanius is coming in with one week's notice. He fought last weekend. And he's coming in as a replacement for Dillian White. We announced last week that the Dillian White fight had been cancelled because he failed a drug test. And Robert Hellanius is coming in as the replacement tonight. And therefore, we can still put out this edition of the fight show. We also have a Derek Chisora fight on tonight's card that we're also going to have a look at. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow one of my two Twitter accounts. The first one is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. That is the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I have been throwing out a ton of content this week, primarily focusing on futures, but also match day one of the EPL. We have two more future shows to go next week, looking at Serie A and the Bundesliga, but you can listen back to the Fantasy Premier League show, 
You can listen back to the La Liga preview, the EPL preview, a two-part preview actually, and uh, EPL match day one as well, as we hope to make you some money this weekend with the return of domestic European soccer. You can also follow my other Twitter account as well. That is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. That account is all about making money. The pin tweet on that account is always the PL spreadsheet from the previous month. I am a tracked and transparent handicapper who has delivered my clients 122 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means for over an entire decade. I haven't had one single losing month in sports betting. Now, obviously, you can see the PL from the previous month. If you want to see all of the other months where this PL will go once we change it for the upcoming month, then you can check them up, check them out, sorry, over at the lockbetting.com site. Also, have a look at the type of plays we do. It's all very sensible. There's a lot of stuff on Twitter at the moment with five unit plays, five star plays, 10 unit maxes, 20 unit whales, these big whale plays, 25 unit player of the year, play of the year plays, even though they aren't annual, they go out every single week, which doesn't make any sense. But nothing on gambling Twitter makes sense. And the thing that's most prominent is the fact that they don't have any spreadsheets. They don't have any transparency and they probably don't make you any money. So that's not what we do. If you want to do your research and your due diligence, I encourage it. I actually encourage it before you make any kind of commitment to my service. And you can check that out over at lockbetting.com. Also, let me tell you guys about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for their Patreon to get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first prize. Besides season-long contests as well, they are having weekly contests just exclusively for Patreons. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. There is even a Discord channel just for Patreons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling and do your part by signing up today over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So moving on to this fight between AJ and Hellenius. Now, this was another disaster that boxing just didn't need. They did not need another major all-British fight being cancelled after what happened between Ben and Eubank. Eddie Hearn didn't need that. What the heavyweight division didn't need was an interesting fight being cancelled at all because none of these two heavyweights want to fight each other. And these two did. These two wanted to have a rematch and settle an old beef. They were building it up as the two being one and one with Dillian White winning in the amateurs and Anthony Joshua winning the professional fight that they had a few years back when both guys were undefeated. They obviously now have losses on their records, but they've all fought at a world title level. In fact, AJ is still vying for a world title. He wants to take this as a stepping stone, move on to Dante Wilder, and then move on to trying to fight the winner of Tyson Fury and Usyk, if that fight ever happens. I personally don't think that AJ will get past the Dante Wilder obstacle. And what I've been predicting for a long time is we could end up in a position where unification means Dante Wilder versus Tyson Fury part four. And I just don't know if there is an appetite out there for that fight. But ultimately, that's where we could end up. Because in my opinion, these two are the best two heavyweights in the division. And we are going to end up in that situation again. But as with everything in sport, particularly combat sports, 
things can change very, very quickly. And there are always variables. Now, Tyson Fury, at his best, is the best heavyweight in this division. But is Tyson Fury still at his best? Because he seems to be doing everything possible not to fight. Since he got these wins over Dante Wilder, he's basically been a retired fighter. He's been threatening to retire over and over again and has come out of retirement to take what have been very, very easy fights. I mean, the fight against Dillian White wasn't really a mismatch on paper. I didn't see many people saying that that fight shouldn't be happening when they sold out Wembley Stadium. But you can certainly say that for the fight against Derek Jasora, And you can certainly say that about him taking this crazy fight with Francis Ngannou, who, yes, was great in UFC. It was a knockout artist in UFC. But nobody has gone from UFC to become a successful boxer. And Francis Ngannou isn't going to beat Tyson Fury in his first boxing match. It's a ridiculous fight to make. And as I said, Tyson Fury continues to take a long, long paid holiday. And will he just be able to come back and turn it on against a very, very active and dangerous fighter like Usyk? At his best... He can beat Alexander Usyk. Both of these two guys are great boxers, great pugilists. And when you add that Fury is actually a natural heavyweight coupled with his boxing skills, that pretty much negates the advantage that Usyk has. Usyk's advantage in this division is that he's faster and he's technically better than a lot of the other boxers. That's what he had over Anthony Joshua. And um, Tyson Fury negates that because he's a better boxer than Joshua and he has the size for the division. So he should beat Usyk on his best day. But Saudi Arabia money is stopping that fight from happening. It's stopping a lot of fights from happening, not just in this division, although mainly in this division, but other fights around boxing and people are quite frankly getting sick and tired of it. So that's why it was such a rarity and why it was so special to actually see Errol Spence and Terence Crawford stepping into the ring. Now, I'm not saying that AJ and Dillian White was at that level, of course, nowhere near, but it was a heavyweight fight that got made that did have a lot of intrigue and people were actually interested to see it. Now, AJ does deserve some credit, as does Robert Hellenius, as does Eddie Hearn and Matchroom for making this fight happen. The fact that we have a fight tonight, the fact that people who booked hotels and traveled to watch this will get to see the main part of the main event still fighting. Andy, uh, Anthony Joshua was the A-side and he will still be in action against Robert Hellenius. And this isn't a Robert Hellenius who can't say he didn't have a training camp or wasn't ready for this fight. He fought last week. So he's only had to extend things an extra week and he fought an easy three-round fight last week. So you would think that Robert, Robert Hellenius wouldn't have any excuses. And as a replacement goes, he is a decent, solid replacement here for this fight. So Matram lucked out and these fans get to see a fight, albeit not the one they wanted. And Eddie Hearn has in turn offered no quibble refunds for everybody. At least that's what I heard this week during his interview on Talk Sports. So whilst it's not ideal, at least we get something and we are here doing a show about it right now as well. So at least you have something to listen to. And something to bet on tonight if you were desperate to bet on this AJ fight and desperate to watch AJ return to the ring tonight. He is the overwhelming favourite to win it. When he was fighting Dillian White, he was the 1-6 to favourite. He's now a 1-16 to favourite to win. It's 25-1 to on the draw and Hellenius is the huge 10-1 to underdog. Anthony Joshua is at 1-5, to minus 500 to win his by TKO KO. He's 4-1 to to win via decision. 
It's 12 to 1 via TKOKO. And it's 25 to 1 on Hellenius via a decision. The last major fight Hellenius had, and I'm obviously not talking about his um, three-round win in some castle last weekend, was against Dante Wilder. And Dante Wilder knocked out Hellenius in two minutes and 57 seconds in the very first round. So you would imagine that AJ would be desperate to replicate that type of performance. Now, AJ doesn't punch the same way that Dante Wilder does, but he should be able to get Robert Hellenius out of here. He's at the back end of his career. Anthony Joshua was far from impressive last time out against Franklin. And despite the fact he won, I would say he needs a bounce back performance from winning. Franklin wasn't a bounce back performance from losing two fights to Usyk. He needs to bounce back now. He needed to beat Dillian White, which would have been a major scalp to take into the Dante Wilder fight. Any win in that fight would have been impressive. But now he needs to win impressively. And I'm talking via knockout and I'm talking early. If this one goes past six rounds, then I would say it's a moral victory for Hellenius, who's definitely in the second half of his career. Definitely way into the second half of his career. He's at the back end of his career, if I'm being honest. The group round betting, therefore, is what appealed to me here for this fight. Anthony Joshua is at 10 to 11 or even money best price if you shop around to win in rounds one to six. And he's at five to two to win in rounds seven to 12. Hellenius is at 25 to one in both those markets, round one to six or rounds seven to 12. Hellenius ain't winning tonight. For me, it's just a case of how resilient he will be, how long he wants to stay in there for, how long he can stay in there for. But that's the older version of um, Robert Hellenius. He used to be a fighter who liked to make things ugly, used to stay in there, ugly things up, turn things into a dirty boxing brawl, a scrap. Just ugly fights is what Hellenius used to have and what he's known for. At the moment, he's turned into a far more front-footed fighter who goes for it early on. Now, obviously, that went completely wrong in the fight against uh, Dante Wilder. But if he's not going to sit in here and try to just see out rounds so he can get to the later stages and add respectability to his name, then AJ has a real chance of getting him out of there early. We want to see Robert Hellenius coming to fight like he has done recently. So that should give AJ every opportunity to pick him off and to get the stoppage. Obviously, the danger of that is that this is heavyweight boxing and Robert Hellenius himself could get the stoppage. All he needs to do is land flush on AJ and um, AJ would be knocked out and probably sent into retirement. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think AJ will be cautious. I do think he'll try to box. I do think that he wants to implement some of the stuff he's learned under his new coach. But ultimately, the main thing he wants is to get Hellenius out of there and to look impressive. He doesn't need to do it in round one like Wilder. He doesn't need to chase this knockout, especially if it's the newer version of Hellenius who will come to him. There'll be plenty of opportunity in the first six minutes. We have 18 minutes here to cash the selection. Therefore, my selection for this fight will be for Anthony Joshua to get the win inside the first six rounds. I'm going to take the group round bet of Anthony Joshua in rounds one to six, which is available at the best price of even money plus 100. Before we move on to looking at the Derek Chisora fight, 
let me let you know that we are brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favourite Parlay player props. Football season is right around the corner and Parlay Play will have all your favourite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas, plus our good friends up north. For our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get you started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io and the promo code SGP. Everybody who gets caught taking drugs, you get a 10-year ban, man. Everybody. What needs to change at this point? There's nothing changed because this mother can't do the work so they have to cheat. That's the problem. I don't understand why we have to footsie around this you know, you know, there's a problem with this fucking organization. British border control, there's a bunch of old m- in there now, yeah. They need to f- retire and let us young guys take this over. Because you take drugs, you took drugs, you're gonna beat somebody else's kid who's clean. Okay, catch a 10 year ban, go f- your builder now. You go caught taking drugs, eat your charge. It's like murder. If you murder somebody you're gonna go to jail aren't you if you steal something you're gonna go to jail that was of course del boy derek jasora he steps back into the ring tonight he spoke more in that interview about um obviously the drug situation with dillian white spoke about his career spoke about potentially retiring and said he's just gonna carry on because now his girls are old enough to watch it and to appreciate what he does and they like coming to fights even if he loses. So he's just going to carry on. A lot of people thought that that Fury fight was his retirement fight, but he steps into the ring tonight against Gerald Washington. Chisora is the wonderful favourite to win the fight. He's at 1-2 to two to win by TKOKO and 4-1 to one by a decision. Gerald Washington is at 4-1 to one to win the fight, 8-1 to one by TKOKO, 8-1 to one by a decision, and it's 20-1 to one here for the draw. The group round markets here for the fight, which is a 10 round fight. Chisora at 2 to 1, rounds 1 to 5. Chisora at 7 to 4, rounds 6 to 10. Gerald Washington, 16 to 1, rounds 1 to 5. And at 16 to 1, also for rounds 6 to 10. Don't know where Derek Chisora really goes from here. He's obviously just fighting for the love of the game and for money. And as he says, so his daughters can see him fight. Well, I think his daughters will get to see him win one tonight, as I don't think he'll be losing this fight to Gerald Washington. If he does, then he really needs to reconsider his options because he should be retiring if he loses this fight. I mean, he should be retiring anyway. There, Win, lose or draw here. There is nowhere for for Derek Chisora to go. He's not going to get another world title fight. He's not going to fight Tyson Fury again. Even when he fought Tyson Fury last time, a lot of people were complaining about it and complaining that this fight between Fury and Chisora had even been made. So that's really where he's at. He's just fighting for the sake of fighting, fighting for money, fighting so people can see him, fighting for his his family to watch him and to and to basically become as wealthy as he possibly can before he really enters into dangerous territory. This for me isn't too much of a dangerous fight, even if it goes to the scorecards in London. Chisora is not going to lose unless he's taken significant damage and he's been knocked down one or two times. Let's say. Um, Washington has been way too easy to hit hard. 
in his last five or six fights. So that's why the bookies have Chisora as a significant favourite. And that's why the most likely outcome is that the 41-year-old Gerald Washington gets knocked out again here by Derek Chisora. There aren't really too many opponents that Chisora is going to knock out between now and when he does call time on his career. But he does have a possibility of knocking out Gerald Washington, who has been knocked out in three of his last four fights. Although he did pick up a knockout win against Robert Hellanius in the eighth round. And Robert Hellanius is going up against AJ in the main event. If you look a little bit further, he only has two wins in his last seven. And all of those five losses have come in his last seven fights. He's been knocked out by, um, or he retired against Jarrell Miller. He was knocked out in the fifth round against Dante Wilder. And he actually got further than um, than Hellenius did. He lost in one round. Uh, Adam Kawanaki knocked him out in the second round. Charles Martin stopped him after six. And Ali Aaron Demizen knocked him out in his last fight after eight rounds. So he hasn't actually fought for 18 months. He is coming back here to take this fight against Derek Chisora and Chisora should get the stoppage. But I think all of the value is on Chisora to win via a decision. This would be a small sprinkle. I'm not recommending a big bet on this like I'm recommending for the first fight. But uh, I do think it's worth a sprinkle on Chisora on points. So going back to the first fight, as we close out with the lock on the show, the lock is going to be on AJ Anthony Joshua to get the win in rounds one to six. He's got a stand-in opponent here, an opponent that's been stopped by Gerald Washington, as we just mentioned, an opponent who got knocked out in one round by Deontay Wilder. Obviously, um, AJ won't be looking to finish this in one. Well, he will be looking to finish this in one round, but that's not going to be a realistic goal. And people aren't going to be coming away disappointed and saying, oh, Dante Wilder got it done in one round and AJ needed three or four. No, I think anything that falls inside this bracket of rounds one to six would constitute a decent performance from AJ. I do think he does want to get some rounds under his belt. So if you're looking for a tighter round of groups to maybe extract a better price, I think four, five or six would be better than one, two and three because under a new coach, AJ is going to want to show what his boxing skills are and where they stand at the moment uh, because ultimately, let's not forget, AJ's an Olympic champion. Not a lot of people remember that. We talk about Tyson Fury being the great boxer in this division and Alexander Usyk being a great boxer in this division. AJ's probably better than all of the rest. He's just come up against one of the few opponents who do that better than him in, better than him in Alexander Usyk. And I didn't feel that Joshua got his tactics right in either of those two fights. I think the only route back to AJ to the world title is if he manages to get in touch with that hungry, ruthless, old version of himself that can stop fighters and get them out of there early. The destructive AJ, a combination of an AJ who can utilise his boxing skills and is a ruthless finisher would be the best version of AJ. But I just don't know if his best days are behind him. And tonight would be a significant indicator, as would the White fight. If he doesn't beat, if he didn't beat White, he would be going backwards. If he doesn't beat Hellenius convincingly 
inside the first five rounds, then I would see that as a huge disappointment. We get six rounds here and that's going to be your lock on the show. So once again, I'm recommending a small sprinkle on Chisora on points, but your official lock on this show is for Anthony Joshua to get the win, get the win in between rounds one and six. And that one is available at the price of even money plus 100. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.